Wild Loner, a sentimentally comedic podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Wild Loner. I am your host, Jenna McGilvery, and I am here today sans Josh Elliott, as I wanted to do a special podcast for Mother's Day, and specifically dedicating this episode to my dear sweet mother, Ellie. And my mom actually gave me the idea to record this podcast, not that she wanted it to be specifically about her, but since I love her so much, this is all about you, mom. (laughs) So without further ado, the Mother's Day special. I've spoken about my childhood in pieces on the podcast and on TV, and on this episode I want to talk about my childhood in relation to my mom, and I especially want to do this in honor of Mother's Day. I've spoken at length about my father and have incorporated jokes about him and his personality into stand-up and blogs and impersonations in my daily life. I think in part I speak and write about him a lot in comparison to my mom because of his passing. Speaking about him has helped me process his absence and help keep his memory alive. The other reason he was so great to include in comedic pieces was because he had a comedic personality. My mom, though she is many things, is not a comedian. (laughs) Though I would say she appreciates comedy as much as I would want her to, and she truly gets it, it being my ridiculously absurdist humor, some of which my dad didn't have time for. My mother, I value for many things. Though she may not be described as somebody who is a comedic genius, she is described by myself and those that meet her as instantly warm, extremely loving, caring, and kind. I would describe her as the woman who taught me the value of all of these things and the person that truly taught me and continues to make me know what love truly is. I had the pleasure, actually, of having two very different parents, my dad being kind of that comical, fun-time guy, and my mom being a little bit more logical, but insanely loving and just would do anything for us. And I think I have a really good balance as a result of those two personalities, and I thank them both for what they did for my sister and I. I have a funny relationship with my mom in the sense that my love and admiration for her are so strong that I found it difficult to show her affection and love in return at times. Anyone that's listening to this and has any level of understanding into psychology may help me understand that one. I know she knows how much I love her, but I struggle with hugging her or speaking about my appreciation of all facets of her, and I know it's because I don't want her to see me cry. And I cry the minute I think or talk about these things because she means that much to me. As much as she means to me, she can also be very annoying, (laughs) and she knows this, and we actually have a pretty good banter back and forth with uh, her getting irritated with me and vice versa, and we call each other on our shit, and I appreciate that our relationship has developed from mother and child to still mother-child, but there's a strong friendship there as well, and I truly think of her as one of my best friends. When I was four, my parents got divorced, and my mom had started a journal for my sister and I when we were born. She wrote about traits of our personalities, funny stories, and she also shared and wrote about the day that she told my sister and I that she and my dad were getting a divorce. I recall reading that story in said journal when I was about 14. She hadn't yet given me the journal to read, and when she later did, that entry had been removed. When I asked her about it, she stumbled over her words, but eventually explained that my aunt had told her that it may be traumatizing to read, so she had made the choice to remove it, being ever protective. 
I had already, of course, lived that moment in real time, but I had forgotten about the memory and especially the detail in which she wrote about it until I obviously rooted through her private things and read it without having permission to do so. She had written that she had pulled over on the highway on the way to my grandparents' house and told me that she and dad were were not going to live together any longer. I simply stamped my feet and said no, and a tear rolled down my cheek, according to this entry. My mom gave me a hug, and we got back into the car. I was four, so I imagine my processing was limited. I don't recall the scenario, but I imagine now that that was very hard for her to do at the time. This was likely the first of many occasions that my mom taught me how to listen and process feelings. And I vividly recall as I got older and had more emotions and needed guidance on coping strategies, my mom told me to yell into a pillow when I was frustrated. She held me when I cried. She listened to me. She didn't judge me, or so I felt. And I knew, no matter what, I would be loved for exactly who I was without any hesitation or doubt at any point thus far in my existence. I was a really rambunctious kid, hard to imagine, and I had a lot of energy. I loved to act out little bits for home movie cameras that we had, and my mom would sit for hours while I asked her to film me perform roller skating routines and plays that I had written. We also had hours of home movie clips of every Christmas, Easter egg hunt, and birthday my sister and I had in our youth. I have so many memories of happy times growing up, I often feel like nothing could compare to the whimsy that was my childhood made possible largely as a result of my mom accepting and genuinely loving all things about us and for us. My sister and I had material things that my mom would buy us, and for that we were lucky, but what I remember most of my childhood wasn't the number of Barbies or Care Bears I had, but the countless examples of my mom valuing who we were at our core. I was a wild child, ever creating and wanting to produce, and let me tell you, just like today, I put out a lot of crap that I benefit from receiving constructive feedback from. I didn't get that constructive feedback from her because she literally accepted everything I did. As a child, I could scribble on a piece of paper in a box and my mom would declare I was an artist worthy of recognition. I had a coloring book and colored a picture of a cat with a ball and a string, classic, and glued it into an old flat box of soda cans. I presented it to my mom and she looked at this piece of shit and said, it's beautiful, Jenna. I think we should hang it above the kitchen table, at least for the week. My sister thought this was absurd because no other, no one other than my mom would hang this turd from a wall. Even I knew it was a piece of shit and recalled for a brief, brief moment, likely a millisecond, that I was surprised she would display such an atrocious piece of crap. But then I remembered, she's my mom and she loves everything I do. Growing up, my mom supported really everything that I did. I took dance lessons. I took soccer, I took horseback riding, I went downhill skiing, and most of all, I actually loved the water. We had a camp on the lake, and my mom really doesn't like camp that much. She doesn't like mosquitoes, she doesn't like the sun, and she actually can't swim. And this was hard at times because when I was swimming, I really wanted her to be in the water with me, especially when I was younger. And she was literally terrified of it. And eventually she constructed a device that was a flotation device that attached to every limb of her body so that she could come out into the water and be close to me. I think she was screaming the whole time that she did that. As I got older, I probably spread my wings a little bit and separated from her. But up until I was about 12 years old, I really didn't want to leave her side. I loved watching movies with her. We would get Dairy Queen on the weekends. 
we would watch TV together and she taught me how to cook. And I really appreciated all of those times that I spent with her. When I was a teenager and spread those wings, I was definitely going out with boys and my friends and socializing a lot. And she was always supportive of those growth years that I think are a challenge for a lot of parents, seeing your child become independent and wanting to protect them, I think, from all of the dangers of life and sitting back and letting them take those blows as they come. And I think that's one of the hardest things a parent might go through is seeing their kids fail repeatedly. And I did. <laughs> My mom was always there to pick me up when I was when I was down, though. And I, I can't explain how much that meant to me and how much it continues to mean to me that whenever I've gone through any kind of life trauma, she has been right by my side. And one of the worst traumas I went through was um, in Australia with the ex-fiance. And when that happened, uh, my relationship had deteriorated and I was in that country by myself and I was entirely alone and scared and I felt like a child without anyone or anything to attach to. And I remember calling her and telling her how serious it was. And my mom was on the next plane to Australia from Canada there to support me through everything. And no matter what happened during that scenario, all she wanted was my happiness. And even if that came at a cost of her losing me in the country of Canada, she was happy to support it. Luckily for her and me, I came back to Canada, which I think was best for everyone. But I will never forget that she came there for me and she was the person that was there by my side through one of the worst experiences of my life. I'm obviously not a parent, but as I've seen my mom be a parent for years to myself and my sister and my stepbrothers, I feel that what makes somebody a good parent is somebody who is always willing to be there for a child and support them and not cast judgment or instill fear or I don't know. I don't know if I'm describing this well. Sorry, I'm getting caught on my words. But my mom was just a person who I just always looked up to and I think it was that endless love that I felt continually through my whole life with her that never wavered. And it wavered with other people, obviously, in my life, and as it all as it does for all of us. But I, that's been the one constant that I know is continuing to be there forever, or will continue to be there forever. My mom and I have also gotten the opportunity to have some really good trips together, and one of them that I remember, she and I were driving from Vancouver. Canada to Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, and we went through the States for this particular trip. And my mom, who grew up in the bush with some pretty strict parents and had learned how to drive quite well, is quite fearful of driving at certain times. So when she and I did the cross-country trip, I was hesitant to let her drive because I get quite nervous with her driving as she tends to panic or react uh, in, in a very uh, reactive way. 
<laughs> um, to other vehicles on the road or any kind of detour in the otherwise organized routine. So one particular time I had gotten really tired of driving and I asked her if she would drive for a couple hours and she agreed because we were in Billings, Montana and it was flat and there weren't many cars around so she felt safe enough to do so. She would never be comfortable driving in a city. Obviously, as anyone knows, Billings doesn't have a lot of cityscape. And uh, I fell asleep in the passenger seat and I woke up to my mom driving full throttle towards the median and wiggling the car wheel back and forth, screaming. And I also screamed, very reactive myself to this, as we were about to die, and asked her what she was doing. And she screamed that her pacer car had turned off the highway and she wasn't sure what to do first instinct naturally is to go full speed into a median right and so I pulled my mom off the road and kind of got a little bit frustrated like what are you doing you could have killed both of us and her response was like I'm sorry I am not going to drive again I have had it I am not comfortable with this and that's my impersonation of how my mom talks and I do a lot of impersonations of my mom, actually, because she does talk like that. And anyone who's heard media impersonations knows that she's exactly like that. <laughs> I just thought of another story just off the whim where my sister and I, my mom is not dumb by any means. She, she once took an IQ test, and I think it was over 130. And uh, there's just something about her that's a little bit naive. Maybe it's that country upbringing she had. But my sister and I could play jokes on her really easily because I think she would believe anything that we said at any point. And so we did little tricks like we <laughs> put a little piece of potato um, covered in pasta sauce into a bird's nest and pretended that it was a baby bird and something had happened and she believed that. And we also one day put hot dogs <laughs> oh my god I don't even know why I'm telling you story. it's so weird we put hot dogs into the soil and pretended that there was a hot dog spurt of flowers that were made from hot dogs I don't think she believed us but honestly my mom would have just pacified anything that we said for the fact simple fact that it would make us laugh and give us joy and even if it came at a cost to us thinking that she was a fool she was willing to do that for our own happiness <laughs> One of the things that I really look up to with my mom is her ability to have remained quite strong and independent regardless of her relationships. Uh, she was married to my dad for 18 years, which would have been quite difficult knowing my father's personality, especially in relation to my mother's. And her now husband, she's been with for over 22 years, I think. And she is ever patient. She can sometimes be snippy, of course, but she's ever patient in her relationships and always maintained her independence, even while in a relationship. And I've always valued this as I think she is quite a healthy person in terms of her relationships and her expectations and her ability to show that love to a partner as well. Her scope of love doesn't extend just to her children, which I know is something that happens at times, but it also extends to her partners and just that everlasting deep, deep love that she feels for people 
is palpable and it's something that I've always looked up to and I seek and hope to be able to share with somebody the way that she has shared with myself and others. There's been few times in my mom's life or that I've been around my mom's life to have witnessed her cry and I think I've noted it before that seeing a parent cry is something that's really challenging. I know for me and I think for a lot of people because your parents are supposed to be superheroes that are strong and always there for you. But the times that she has cried, it was about losing a friend or my aunt who I know that she was extremely close with or a child that she worked with at her school um, that died in a car accident. And seeing her cry on those occasions was heart-wrenching. And even though she's my mother, as I mentioned, she's my good friend. And I always hope that she knows that I love her so much and I am her child and she's my mother, but I'm always there to support her as well. And I know that she's dealt with some really hard things in her own life and her own upbringing. And I hope that above all, my mom knows that her children um, look up to her in a way that I would imagine most parents would love to have happen because it means they've done the right thing with their children and they've shown them love and their children are capable of showing love, albeit, as I mentioned, sometimes I struggle with hugging her. <laughs> but I think that, again, it's only because I love her so much. And mom, I know you're listening. You listen to everything I do. You support everything I do. And I just want to tell you how much I sincerely love you, which I know you know, but I think I can never say it enough. And you have sacrificed so many things in your life for your children. And you have created two wonderful individuals that are now their own people and living their own lives that you are not necessarily responsible for, but you have given so much input and um, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of lost for words and I'm tearing up a little bit. Um, but I want to say a sincere happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. And I know many people have lost their parents and, um, to be without a mother is a hardship that I do not look forward to enduring one day. Um, so I am going to value every minute that I have with my mom and continue to express my love for her as deeply as I am capable so that she continues to know how much I love her. So happy Mother's Day, Mom, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that are listening. Have a great day. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs>